Welcome to The Creative Shift. My name is Dan Blank, author of the book Be the Gateway and founder of WeGrowMedia.com. Today, I want to talk about a big question that I hear writers talking about, which is, will 10,000 followers get you a book deal? Now, in the work that I do, I work with authors, helping them to grow their audience, prepare for book launches, establish their platform, and so many other things within that. And it's not uncommon for me to hear a writer say something like, an agent told me that if I had 10,000 followers, they would sign me. Or, oh, the publisher's interested, but they want to see you know 10,000 followers before they commit. Now, in every case here, the writer was clear that the primary interest from the agent or publisher was that they truly liked or loved and want to represent the book. The writing always comes first. But the question around followers or around platform came up when they thought about the business side of making a business decision to represent an author or a book. It's a good reminder that publishing is a business among other things. So do you need 10,000 followers to get a book deal? I don't think so. I think this this number is largely made up. Nothing magical happens for you or for your book or for the agent or the publisher when a writer passes that 10,000 follower mark, whether we're talking about one social network or another. But it's not uncommon for someone to say something like this, you know, 10,000 follower thing, indicating that an author's platform and their ability to illustrate and communicate to someone that they can reach readers is very important for the business partners to consider when they invest in a book. And again, I'm trying to use more business language here of when, you, when an agent signs you, when a publisher makes a deal with you. Yes, again, the big first thing is that they like and love this book, but they also have to think about a wide other range of things that are important to them so they can sustain themselves and their careers. So what are they looking for if it may or may not be followers? And I think it just comes down to they probably want some kind of help in bringing the book to readers. And followers is sometimes the most simple and convenient metric to represent that vaguer idea of, hey, author, can you help us connect this book with readers? Now, agents and publishers are just amazing. They, they are people who love books, who believe in the power of books, who work all day to celebrate and support books and the entire ecosystem around them. So why would they ever, in any way, shape, or form, hope that a writer wants to do the work to grow their platform or following? So there are a few reasons. Let's go through them. One is that it means the author is well-positioned to share the book with readers. Because the way that a potential reader learns about a book, considers the book, buys the book, reads the book, takes any action beyond that, like posting a review or sharing with a friend, it goes so far beyond the jacket copy. It goes so far beyond just distributing it to a bookstore or a library. An author, really more than anyone else, 
has so much at their disposal for sharing the deeper reasons about why they wrote this book, about what the themes in the book are. And this applies to any kind of writing, not just nonfiction, but memoir, fiction, poetry, everything. And the author is also so well positioned to talk about the human side of what it means to create that. I was having dinner with an artist recently, and she was telling me about how she's about to travel halfway across the country to see a single art exhibit. And we were just talking about the difference between seeing an actual brush stroke, an actual brush stroke on a canvas, the, the three dimensions of that versus the flat digital recreation on a screen. And the trip will allow her to immerse herself in the actual paintings, and also consider the artist's intention. But because she will be in the ecosystem of an exhibit, she will be talking to and interacting with other people who helped organize and curate that exhibit, or with the other people viewing it. It's a, a much bigger experience. Now, in an ideal setting, another reason is that if an author has spent months or years writing this book, that hopefully they understand something about the marketplace around a book similar to theirs. And maybe this means that there's an expectation the author has read widely in that genre or topic, or that they understand that genre or topic in a deep way. And perhaps, maybe, they have developed relationships with other writers of comparable books. And this can have practical outcomes. So, if, you know, again, if an agent or publisher is thinking, hey, you know, why do we want you to have a platform? It's because when it comes around to the idea of, oh, I'd love to do an event or a series of events, whether it's online or off, well, if those conversations or if those events are more like in conversation with, where it's you, the author, and then someone else on stage with you, where it's kind of like an interview, but it's a conversation. And there's a lot of marketing value in that because it's not just asking people to show up for a book launch, which is great, by the way. But also, and we will be in conversation with a second person who you might find interesting, thereby doubling the value. And then potentially, yeah, we're talking a lot about this book, celebrating it, but we're also talking about these other themes that are in the book, and maybe they're in both books. You're now doubling and tripling and quadrupling the potential reason someone might show up for that event and how that event is marketed. So again, that's this idea of why would an agent or publisher maybe want you to have a platform or following? It's because you might have a sense of the marketplace, might have those relationships, and there's practical outcomes that help support that book. Now, another reason is that part of how people find out about books is through their network. And you as an author, whether you've known it or not, have spent a lifetime developing relationships with people who might love supporting your book. Often when you sign with a publisher, one of the first things they send you, anything remotely close to the topic of marketing, is they send you an author questionnaire. It's kind of like a, a print version of This Is Your Life. You know, it'll often ask any connections you have w with anyone to a certain degree. Where did you go to school? Were you in a sorority or fraternity? What jobs did you work? Are you, have you ever been on a board anywhere? Uh, where have you volunteered? Where have you worked? Uh, who do you know? Do you know anyone in the media? Do you know Do you know anyone at organizations? Do you know anyone prominent? There's all these questions about your life. And I think that this is actually something a little surprising to authors a lot, that the first step for marketing the publisher would take is saying, hey, we know you want, you know, the author wants the publisher to just send it out to all these strangers. 
And the publisher is looking at the author saying, you have spent your whole life building relationships, whether you know it or not, these people might want to support your book. And because they know you, they're incentivized to do that. So we want to first mine that. We want to really think about that. So that is a part of your platform. And again, if you have a following or a platform, however you define it, that can be, again, a valuable thing that an agent or publisher might want to consider after they consider that they love your book. Even though books can sell for years and years and years after publication, which is awesome, tends to be the publishing industry still focuses a lot on the launch window, the couple months around the release of the book. And what that means is that seeing a big number can help them feel better about the idea that around launch, if you have thousands of subscribers, thousands of followers, maybe that makes us feel a little more calm that around that small launch window, as many people as possible might see this book. Yeah, yeah, we hope it continues to sell, but it's nice when we have that big bump right at the start. So, Developing a following can prepare you and prepare the book and communicate to other business partners that this might happen around launch. Okay, so since this book is, of course, so important to you, the writer, there's often a hope, I think, that you will put a lot of energy into wanting to share it and talk about it. Not to be the the promotional marketer, but for the experiential value of this. That if you're a writer who writes about certain themes in your novel or memoir, uh, that you would love, just love, to have your life filled with conversations around those themes. Now, I grew up as the art kid, and my whole life has been surrounded by creative people and within creative communities. And I can always think back to not just the work that I created or the work that people I knew created. It was about the conversations we had. It was about the moments we had. It was about how the community formed around things. This is something I remember back in college. I was friends with um, an artist who did installation artwork where it would fill an entire room. What was so great about seeing her exhibits, because you know, I'd see it like, you know, the the early part of the idea and coming together and it was you know her alone in a studio figuring that out it was it was almost like theories in her head but then when you went to the exhibit and people are literally entering the work of art and in sometimes they are interacting with it it was incredible and it was such a great reminder that art and writing is the conversation even if the conversations in someone's head the conversation between the intentions of the author and the experience of the reader. It is a beautiful thing. And I think that that is something that becomes part of that impetus, part of why would you, the author, ever want to share your work, ever have a platform, ever be out there. It's because something special happens when we share and there is an experiential value in assuming you might want to be out there being a part of that. Another reason is that even though publishers are amazing and they want to do right by every one of their authors and every one of their books. They're also busy and working across so many books. And while they will provide dedicated resources for every book, it doesn't always mean that they can 
provide 100% customized support every single hour of the day, consistently for month after month after month around a launch of a book. So if an author shows an agent or publisher or other business partner that, hey, I've already been out there and sharing this and I've developed a following of some sort, it just illustrates that, okay, well, now we know someone will be out there working on behalf of this book all the time because we really want to, we're excited about it. But in a realistic sense, you know, we, we have our attention split across a lot of books we're supporting. Now, are all of these reasons true of every publisher agent? Absolutely not. Is this list exhaustive? Nope. But it's meant to make a point that while you know the number 10,000 followers doesn't really matter, the foundational reasons that you as a writer would want to have a platform does matter. And again, I think that this becomes a crisis for a lot of writers where they might be surprised to hear that a publisher wants them to help share about that book. They might be offended at that notion. You know, we've all heard versions of this over time, which is, you know, I, I just want to write. Isn't it marketing the publisher's job? And it's like, well, there's, there's no answer to that. You know, everyone in this, in this process loves the book. And we're talking about what are the, the ways of sharing that book with readers. Now, you can simply just write for the sake of writing. And I can show you boxes and boxes of writing and art that I've created over the years just for the sake of creating. No goal of publishing, of earning money, of getting recognition, getting validation for that. And those boxes are sitting in a hundred-year-old dusty attic. If you want to publish, that means that you are partly, at least, engaging in the business side of the marketplace around creative work. When you sign with a business partner, whether that's an agent or publisher or someone else, expectations around that writing may change. They might involve other things. And this is where the very concept of what's the author's platform or how many followers or subscribers do they have comes in. Now let's talk about the pros and cons of followers. By itself, the metric of followers doesn't really say that much. I think we often look at it like a lottery ticket, which is the idea of, well, the more followers someone has, the more chances they have to reach people, right? Uh, chance for people to, to become aware of a book, considering buying it, of actually buying it, of actually reading it, of being moved by it, of posting a review, of showing up to a book reading or telling other people about it. More chances. But in working with all these writers for all these years, I've spoken to plenty of authors who've come to me that already have 10,000 or more followers. And they would tell me something surprising as we sort of explored their challenges and how I'm going to help them. I'd ask about their followers. They'd say, oh, I, I have no idea who these people are. I, I, I don't know what they like. I don't even know why they follow me. And... I don't know what to save them. I've actually, I've actually, you know, started posting less. And in the cases I'm thinking about, this is not someone just being humble. I have sensed the total confusion and fear that they have. That to these people, the followers weren't a sense of total validation and a sense of deep connection to an audience that wants to support them. It was one of distant apprehension. 
And that can be difficult. I think that when someone does not have a following, they think, well, if I just had a thousand followers or 10,000 followers, ugh, everything would be solved. Because then I would know I have an audience. I would know they love me. I would know they love my work. I would feel connection to them. I would know what to share, you know, and good for you for feeling that way. I want everyone to feel that way. But that is not always the case. It's like, have you ever walked in front of an audience and just felt so calm speaking to a hundred or a thousand people at a time? No, most people are freaking out inside. (laughs) Um, I've also observed writers who have thousands, maybe tens of thousands of followers. But when you look at each individual post over the course of weeks and months and years, I've seen very little engagement for some of these. And I've done side-by-side comparisons of someone who has, let's say, 10,000 followers on a certain network and someone who has 500 followers on a network. And again, sometimes in some instances, what I've seen is the person that has 10,000 followers has the equal level of engagement as the person that's 500, meaning both of them have 12 likes per post and one comment per post. Not just like one individual post versus another one, I mean weeks and months at a time where you're like, okay, this person has 10,000 followers, but very, very light, I'm using air quotes, engagement. It's not to dismiss those 12 likes and that one comment. It's to say it's possible to have a following, but not an engaged following. And that really matters um, because what we want is that engagement. We don't want a hollow metric. Again, the goals here are someone feeling connected with what you share, connected with your writing and your books, wanting to support that, wanting to be in conversation, wanting to buy the book, all that kind of stuff we've talked about already. So it begs this question of, would a small but engaged audience be more valuable than a large but unengaged audience? And you know, I think the answer to that is up to you and is dependent on a situation and context. Is having followers good? Sure, absolutely. There are many benefits to having followers and having a lot of followers. The more people that you reach, the more potential that you will feel that you can spread the word about your writing. Whether it even actually happens or not, just the feeling that it can happen, it can really change your whole internal experience, your mental health experience around launching your book. Um, This too increases the chance of luck And this oftentimes is how virality happens or buzz happens, is being seen by the right person at the right place at the right time. And again, the idea of more can definitely increase the chances of luck. Luck is always a part of success to a certain degree. Maybe that is 0.001% for some people. Maybe it's 50%. I don't know. It's different for every person and every time. And one person can have 20 books out and some did well and some didn't. And they can say, yeah, well, that one got lucky. This one didn't. I mean, people have all different ways of talking about this. Um, and I see that sometimes too, when one metric is higher, you know, one followers on one network or subscribers someplace, it feels like it's more likely that other metrics can be higher. Um, so that if you have a lot of followers on Instagram, that that might mean you have more followers to your newsletter. If you have more followers to your newsletter, it might mean more people buy the book. If more people buy the book, they might more people might review the book. We are really building an ecosystem here. Inherently, connection and engagement is what really matters. 
What writers dream about is someone being moved by their writing, moved by their books, that it has helped someone escape, it has helped someone to better understand the world or better understand themselves, that it can inspire people, it can change them. And this is about deep human connection. This is something I talk about all the time. I have this phrase I use called human-centered marketing, and I've developed this methodology I call the creative success pyramid that is all about this idea of focusing on sharing your work around the human connection. And for all the strategic stuff we do, whether it's a newsletter or podcast pitching or a book marketing plan, all these things I help people do, that there is a step-by-step process that's meant to lead to people coming in contact with your book and the themes you write about in a way that matters to them. Now, I've heard plenty of times over the years this phrase that, you know, word of mouth marketing is the only marketing that works. And that resonates with me, certainly. Even though we have powerful tools for how we share our writing, it's all about this idea of someone resonating with your work and the idea of trust being a core part of that. We can try to measure these connections with number of, of followers, of subscribers, of likes, of reshares, of views. But those numbers don't really reflect the purpose or the value or the intention behind those connections. All things being equal, if someone gives you a choice between having 10,000 followers versus having 10 followers, I think it's very reasonable to choose the larger number. But it begs a question. And a writer had reached out and asked, you know, mentioned this in an email recently where they said they really resonate with my whole philosophy of human-centered marketing. Um, It really speaks to them. And a while back, they actually shared with me a story about a really deep, meaningful connection they had with, you know, writers and readers through social media. And then they said, well, they said, you know, that, that experience was a tribute to the power of giving and the personal reward that ensued. It reframed the value of social media in a very Dan Blanky way, which was nice to hear. But what they said next was fascinating. They said, but I would trade that experience as valuable as it was for 10,000 followers. And it's just a neat statement. You know, which would you choose? One meaningful experience or 10,000 followers? And it made me think about, I want to think about that question with a lot of empathy. I think what's baked into that question, that phrase around 10,000 followers, is hope. Hope that this is more chances of leading to more meaningful experiences. That it's like the the bird in hand versus two in a bush kind of metaphor, which is we're hoping for more. We're hoping for the possibility of growth, of validation, of of seeing our creativity flourish. Um, And this can really matter. I heard from a writer recently named Lori Fontaine who um, said this to me via email. I've shared my writing for over 20 years, and now through your encouragement, I've learned to have the courage to open up and reveal the person behind the art. You've taught me that what is swirling in my head actually matters. Thankfully, I've heard from subscribers who are grateful. That's another part of this. When we talk about sharing your work or having a following, it's not just about the metrics or about the conversion, although that's part of it. I do find that the experience that you have as a writer or artist or creator a feeling that your voice matters, that your ideas matter, that you can connect in a meaningful way. That is life-changing. Life-changing in the best possible way. This is why we share. It's why we create. It's why we connect. 
that by you creating and sharing, you are making the world a better place. Is 10,000 followers a good goal? That's up to you. But regardless, I encourage you to focus on sharing what you create in a manner that feels authentic to who you are and touches the hearts and minds of other people. And if you can prove that to a partner in publishing, whether it's an agent or publisher, with a metric, it just helps them understand how you're able to support this book. And when I think of why would anyone, whether it's agent or publisher, anyone else say anything remotely like, um, hey, you know, we'd, we'd like to see 10,000 followers, I think what they're really saying is, hey, can you give me some kind of indication or proof that you can meaningfully connect this book to the hands of readers? Because you know what? It is difficult to put books in the hands of readers. We are going to try really hard, but you know what helps? If you, the expert who loves this book more than anything else, has spent years developing these relationships and the voice that you need to help us out in, in sharing that work. Does anyone really know what to do with 10,000 followers? Will they publish you just based on that metric? Probably not. But it, it's an indicator that you will be a good partner to share that writing and to help them connect that book with readers. Are there things they might want more than 10,000 followers? Absolutely. Here's a list. Maybe they would really value if you speak at 30 events a year and you've done that for a while, so you actually know how to draw people. Well, that means you can sell books at those events. It means you have a network. It means you know where to show up to find your readers. That could definitely be more valuable than 10,000 followers, 30 events a year. Or that you're actively a part of groups and organizations that your potential readers love. So again, you're connecting with readers in a high-trust, high-touch manner. Maybe you run a business that aligns to the book you wrote, and that means you successfully served that market for years. So again, you're really well positioned to present this book in a meaningful manner. Or if you show them any metric that you've developed a meaningful connection to your readers, maybe it's a newsletter list or blog followers or forum or in-person events or something else. Or sometimes it's just if you show them a marketing plan that is more thoughtful and more strategic than the following. Well, my plan to share my book is to tweet about it. And then after I've done that, I'm going to tweet about it again. I've written about this before and shared about before on the podcast. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback and your experience on this topic. You can always reach me at dan at wegrowmedia.com. Uh, you can learn more about me and my work at wegrowmedia.com. You can sign up for my weekly email newsletter on Substack. So you can either go to wegrowmedia.com and do that or danblank.substack.com. And you can find me on social media at danblank. Thank you so much for listening until the end.